We are back. We hope you all had wonderful holidays. We certainly enjoyed the break, but it felt really weird not being here. Oh, super weird. Way too long. And definitely not enough whiskey. Oh, no. And probably I didn't get my fair share of popcorn either. Of course not. (laughs) So we're really excited to kick off 2019 with an absolutely darling of a film. We dive deep into Hollywood lore with Stan and Ollie. She's Kaylee, and I'm Tuesday. And this is Whiskey and Popcorn. Stan and Ollie, played by John C. Riley and Steve Coogan, tells the tale of real-life comedy duo Laurel and Hardy. The story starts well after their huge, long reign of success, and eventually a falling out between the two of them. After 15 years of little communication, the two are attempting to reignite their film career by embarking on a theater tour of Britain and Ireland. They have also been chasing a potential movie deal with a financial backer, so their tour must be a success. During their hectic schedule, Stan and Ollie are learning where they stand with each other, their adoring fans, and aging bodies. It will ultimately be their farewell tour. And what a fantastic film. I'm just so thrilled that this was the first movie we saw this year. The performances are brilliant. The story is really fresh and revealing. And being the TCM channel lover that I am, I just ate this movie up. I knew you would. (laughs) I love me some old classic Hollywood. And by no means am I a trained Hollywood historian, but it is the history, it is the backgrounds, that golden age of Hollywood that just there's something so special about it. And that's why I love films like this one. And total truth, I knew nothing of the story of Laurel and Hardy. You know, I'm a Wallace and Ladmo kid, mm. but that's about as far back as I go <laughs> with comedy duos that, well, that aren't animated. <laughs> Despite not knowing any of their work, I found it funny, heartwarming, uh, endearing. You know, watching some of the YouTube videos of the past after I watched the film, I can say Coogan and Riley nail it. The routines, the outfits, the prosthetics. I mean, they studied these two. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the the source material is pretty abundant. And, you know, I think maybe for some audiences, the way Riley and Coogan come off might seem goofy or fake even. But that's the way Lauren Hardy were. It's that early Hollywood period where vaudeville actors were transitioning from the stage to the silver screen. I mean, it was like right after silent films, basically, Mm -hmm. right? They kind of went the end of silent films into... Into the talkies. Into talkies, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, late 20s, 30s, um, into the 40s a little bit. Definitely black and white films. Uh, But a lot of it had that crossover with those kind of like skit variety, song and dance, gag type of stuff that was very much part of a vaudeville show. And they're just they're absolutely delightful back then. And so seeing them, you know, capture that essence in this film was, I think, very just masterfully put together. I, I really enjoyed that play between that was then 
Um, and yet here we are behind the scenes with them. It still felt very of their time in many it, ways. And that's what I found interesting. The movie really follows kind of the least known era of their career. It's not the early days and their budding friendship, not the climb to success or the time that they had this great fame. It's the time when they're in a broken relationship with each other, their careers are stagnant, and they're getting older. Their health is failing. And you actually can really hear it in the scene where Stan, Laurel, and Oliver Hardy resurrect some old wounds. Mm -hmm. I I couldn't sleep for days when they told me what you did, and I couldn't sleep when I did it. But you still did it. You betrayed me. Betrayed our friendship. Friendship? We're friends because Hal Roach put us together. And the only reason we stayed together was because the audience wanted it. I have real friends. And yes, we play golf. And we go to ball games. And we have sauerkraut on our broadwurst. People will remember our movies long after you've finished your hot dog. You know something? You're just a lazy ass who got lucky because you met me. Lucky? To spend my life with a hollow man who hides behind his typewriter? You're not real, Stan. You're hollow. You're empty. I loved us. You loved Laurel and Hardy. But you never loved me. So what? Can I just say that scene, that fight, is beautiful. It's a little bit weird to call a fight (laughs) beautiful, but I just really love that battle between their values, uh, real friends versus manufactured friends. What lasts and what fades away? What's really important in your life? And you can really just see there with Ollie, you know, for him, it's having sauerkraut on his hot dog and going golfing, things that audiences don't know about him. Those are the important things to him, his wife. Um, whereas with Stan, it's the art, it's the craft, it's it's the movies that they put together, the this sort of uh, comedic empire in many ways. That's what he lives for. And I, I really feel for both of them in that scene. It's just, you know, I love peeling back that curtain and seeing the real complicated men underneath. And that issue you heard there that they were arguing about in the clip was a literal elephant in the room. Uh, In 1939, Oliver ended up doing a movie without Stan called Zenobia, and it had an elephant in it, hence the elephant film. And that betrayal, the fact that Ollie ended up doing a film without Stan, was just something Stan could not forgive. And that's a real crux of the film. It just follows them around. Um, but can we just dwell for a moment on their performances, John C. Riley and Coogan's performances? So wonderful. So fantastic. John C. Riley has really already proven his acting chops, that he could be a serious actor, a straight man. And, and let's not forget his singing abilities, which we already saw in Chicago years ago. But I was just really blown away by how well he bodied Oliver Hardy prosthetics and all I mean Ollie was a big man (laughs) yeah he he reminds me of Steve Carell in a lot of ways where you know going from the the frat boy 
movies to taking on some serious roles and having the chops to pull them off. And yes, the prosthetics and everything, there were just truly times that you forgot that they were portraying characters because you thought that they were them. Yeah. And that, that takes a lot in a character. You hit the nail right there on the head Tuesday that you don't see the actors anymore. You see the people they're playing. And that's a sign of a wonderful film. You get lost in the story. And a rarity. Very rare. Especially, I feel like every Hollywood movie these days needs some big name behind it in order to sell it. And I like not focusing on the actor and just being able to enjoy the story. And we were really able to do that with this film. And while this film does focus on two guys, Laurel and Hardy, uh, there are two very notable women in this film. Uh, they don't have a lot of screen time, but they, they're they there even when they're not physically present. You can hear them talking about them, and that would be uh, their wives. Uh, Oliver's wife is Lucille, who's played by Shirley Henderson, and then Stan's wife, Ida, a Russian dancer and actress, played by Nina Ariadna. And again, another duo with strong character acting skills. Shirley has that really memorable, it's almost, I don't mean this in like a derogatory way, but almost sort of a cartoony voice. She talks right about up here. And again, it's kind of that thing like, did she really talk like that? I don't know. But there were people back then who did sound like that. And just so memorable. Her performance really stood out to me. And then Nina with her Russian accent, just killed it. I mean, she was so spot on with their, each of them with their mannerisms. And both of them, there are some archival footage. I know for uh, Ida, she was an actress, so there's probably footage that uh, Nina, the actress, could (laughs) work off of. But with Shirley's character, Lucille, she was more of a behind-the-scenes girl, so I'm not sure how much source material she actually had to work with, but I thought they were fantastic. Oh, their acting was great. Uh, that that goes without saying. But I disliked the characters, which is really it's probably how they were, and it's just an era thing of oh, babe, I, I can't do that without you, you know. And the <laughs> the damsel in distress, and I always, I it's very period appropriate. It just always twerks me the wrong way. <laughs> Either way, I mean, especially with. The women's outfits, you can tell that they took extreme care in wardrobe, scenes, makeup, reenactments, because they had that telltale dance that everyone knew. And for those who are big fans of Laurel and Hardy, I'm sure you'll see some in some things that aren't quite true to form, but you will absolutely delight in the movie. Oh, yeah, for sure. I highly recommend this film. It's got a limited release, so at least in the Phoenix area, you can definitely catch it at the independent movie theaters, especially theaters such as Harkins Camel View, for example. It's, it's, it is playing there. Uh, but keep your eyes out for it. It is just so wonderful. And we are coming to the end here of our review, and uh, we're starting something new this year. We are going to start giving you our drink recommendations, things that we would pair with each film. I mean, we already enjoy sips with our movies anyways, so it's only fair that you guys do, too. So, twos, if you had to pick a drink for this movie, fun, simple, or otherwise, what would it be? This one, you know, it's it's so appropriate to have a nice old-fashioned. Mm. Whether you're a 
a gin guy, whiskey guy, however you like to make your old fashions, this would just be so appropriate. That is delicious. I went in a little bit similar sort of direction, although um, even though I am a whiskey girl, I picked a vodka drink. Okay. Uh, I would recommend a hardball cooler, which is vodka, club soda with a little splash of orange juice. So you got a little bit of spritz in there to go with your performance time. That does sound swell. A little bit of vitamin C just to say you're healthy and uh, vodka because it goes down easy. (laughs) Shout out to our true fan Popeye out there for giving us a suggestion on why don't we know what you're drinking. So we'll continue that this year and see how you guys like it. And that's it for our episode. Uh, Be sure to subscribe. We'll keep you in the loop of what movies to see and what drinks to drink. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and SoundCloud. And you can also find us online at whiskeyandpopcorn.org. Also Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Make sure you like, follow, subscribe on all those places. And we are heading to the Sundance Film Festival here in just a few weeks. So stay tuned. We'll be bringing you special coverage from Park City, Utah. Until next time, we'll see you at the movies. <laughs>